be here in just a second. We'll get the recording going. Just lead me along, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my friend from Georgia, Susan. How are you? I'm fine, Jerry. Thanks. I've been looking it, forward to this. Thank you. It's good seeing you. The last time that I saw you, we hung out at a runaway trip in, oh, what was it? June 2020 already? June 21? Yeah. It was June 20 21. Down in my the Miami runaway trip. Man, that was that was fun. It was. He came out with some amazing things. Yeah. And I remember meeting you for because so we talked on Twitter and stuff, probably maybe for a year before the trip. And then I remember I was we were all in line for the show, the concert. And I remember you had texted me or your husband had come and found me or something. And you were all the way in the back of the line. And I left the line and went back and hung out with you for a little bit before we all went in for the show. So, but anyway, so so you're from Georgia, Susan. And I always, I always start these episodes with um, what made you become a Bon Jovi fan and when? I actually became a Bon Jovi fan the very first time they played in Atlanta, I believe it was 1983. It was actually oh. when the Omni was the Omni and not Phillips Arena. Who'd they open up for at your show? Was it the Scorpions? Or those, I think it was early on when they did Atlanta. Um, it, it was that not the Scorpions. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure who they opened up I think, with. I think it was Eddie Money. That sounds that sounds exactly right. Because of because Atlanta was very early on in their '83 tour, and they were just getting started. I think it was for Eddie Money. I could be wrong on that. I, mean, I think you're right because yeah. that would have been the only time I've seen Eddie Money, and I've just seen him once. So I believe you're right on that. Yeah, I think it was Eddie, especially because it was '83 Scorpions and Kiss, and you know. They became more late 83, 84-ish, but 83, they were doing some for Eddie Money. And then there were some shows that they were doing on their own and here and there. Nothing big, obviously, but uh, yeah. So what So how? Did, what made you want to go see them live? I mean, did you hear? I mean, 83 is right before even the debut came out. So they were just a live band starting out. What made, what, I mean, how did you discover them? I've always liked that genre of music and there was just something about the sound um as a matter of fact that very first album bon jovi bon jovi is still one of my favorites it's yeah. just that their sound drew me in and i once you see somebody in person it's completely different yep so, you know what? i want to see what the set list was back in 883 so i'm gonna google it real quick that'll be great I think they only did nine or five songs off. It was that. not very long because they had a problem with the sound system, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they at a lot of their shows they had trouble. <laughs> but now a few years after that, um, see, they, it's so. It, I'm sorry, it's so old. Like that. This is before they're even under the radar. Right. You can't get the set list, but but if. I remember correctly, you can't find this on Google, so I'm going by my memory here. They did five songs. It was obviously Runaway, and they actually did a demo version of um, She Don't Know Me, I believe, or was it um, Roulette? 
Because some of the songs they they, they did in 1983. Roulette is one of them. They were demo versions of what became the debut album in 84. Correct. So, and I know I have I have a video somewhere. I think I think it's roulette, where it was the demo version they were doing. But I'd have to. Look. I could be wrong on that. I have to look. I but would love to know that. Those that, were memories I would love to bring back. Yeah. In- but I think all the '83 shows. I think they did maybe four to five songs because they were doing a few uh, shows for Eddie Money, and then they were doing. A few like clubs and stuff on their own, and then they hooked up with Scorpions and Kiss in '84. Right. But yeah, I believe '83 they you know were it was Runaway and a couple of what they were working on for the album for the they debut. They were not well known at the time that we went yeah. to and, see them. Yeah, and they did. Drew come me in. Yeah, they just drew me in. Yeah. So so, what's your favorite song? Well, my favorite albums are probably These Days and A Million Fans because oh. I, I lean toward the more uh, demo or outtakes or non-published songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's funny that you, you mentioned demos. I was just talking about this with a friend the other day because the box set anniversary was just the other day. And uh, what, what I really love about it, and I hope we get something like this next year, is comparing a demo to the final version. Like, for example, on the box that you have the demo of Saturday Night, Always, Living on a Prayer, and Love Ain't Nothing But a Four-Letter Word. And we'll, we'll do Love Ain't Nothing But a Four-Letter Word because they have them back-to-back. One is the demo, the next track is the final version or vice versa. And uh, it, it, it's always fun to kind of see because you think that they just go in and record a song. But really, it takes a lot of effort to write it, to record it, to find the right sound, change things. So it's it's fun to see the rough cut of a song, and then what what's come. Like always is a per- or living on a prayer, you know. Hearing those demos, you know. I always had a question though, Jerry. You might can answer me. You know, shot through the heart off that first album is another one of my favorites. Yeah. And people automatically assume, oh, that's you give love a bad yeah. name. Yeah. And um, those songs are just amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, are open all night. Yeah. And what I was just about to say we was open all night, you, you mentioned Shot Through the Heart. You know, John kind of played around with that title, Shot Through the Heart, a few times back in the 80s, 90s. And then, then he started playing with the title of Open All Night. And so it's kind of, you know, you look at the history of the band as a diehard fan, and you kind of see how he would manipulate or not manipulate that's not the right word but play around that's the word i'm looking for play around with different titles and um sayings and stuff you know like you know like living on prayer you, you obviously got the song but then in, in uh, nova king there's a different kind of meaning out to living on prayer then you get you know the i think there's five versions of all open all night that he's written and they're there's, so different they're so they're so it just it's nice to kind of see him have a title there and have different different ways he writes around it you know they are very very different but those those songs that we don't get to hear very often either through uh concerts or whatnot over the years i just enjoy hearing those songs that 
they bring out like it'll run away or um the acoustic in april when they did the little acoustic sets i enjoyed that so much yeah you know the the diehard in me just freaks out every time we get a rarity especially when it's a runaway trip and you know you just you get you know all these treats and stuff and you know obviously i love the hits but i'm one of those fans that just give me the rarities give me the deep stuff i'm a happy guy so well let's get into our first topic okay Okay. we we are going to talk about friendship uh excuse me friendship that's a tongue twister for me friendship it is a hard word to say say it out like say it loud like real quick it comes friendships <laughs> friendships <laughs> creating friendships <laughs> through the band and you know like like i like mentioned in the beginning of the video you know we we've been talking here since what 2018 2019 finally met in 20 we've been talking since and so you know the amazing thing that about this band is not just the band that impacts your life but it's also the friends that you make obviously we're both diehard fans we you know all the diehard fans pretty much know each other because you know the way the social media is now the way the fan club used to be you know with the forums and stuff but it's amazing how well connected we are and you know twitter is the perfect example of that just to be able to connect with other people who love the band as much as you and get it because i can talk to my wife about bon jovi she doesn't want to hear it my son doesn't want to hear it my colleagues don't want to hear it my friends don't want to hear it I get that same thing <laughs> the only people that you can actually talk about the band is, are other diehard fans you know like every day you know i'll post something interesting and stuff and it's just it, it, it's it's you know for example people that watch this or you know that i do these polls every day you know just for fun and but those are great yeah. Gets and, you thinking and remembering about yeah. the songs you've forgotten about. Well, I don't forget about them, that's for sure. Well, I don't mean you, but yeah. I mean the people <laughs> taking the polls. Yeah, I'm just teasing. But um, but it, it, it's kind of interesting to see what people, you know, say I, you have, I'll be there for you versus I'll, or, uh, always. And it's kind of interesting to see what people's takes are like, this is why it's their favorite song. This is why they went for this one or this one's too. My favorites are always when I do the really tough ones where people really have to think about it and come back to it. Those are my favorite ones. But point is, it, it's interesting to have these kind of conversations because that's what it does. It creates conversation with, with other people and you know, it's just what you know. If it's, there's days where I'll post, I'm I'm feeling a certain song or an album and stuff, and so I want to talk about that with with people all day. And you know, it, it's great because and they want to hear it. Yeah, and that's the that is like the you hit the nail on the head there. They want to hear about it and have a conversation about it. You know, because when I was younger and stuff, before Facebook and MySpace, and I'm really dating myself here now. There was just the there was just the forums <laughs> and so you'd have to log into the forums on on speed or what was it dial speed dial for your phone yeah and so you then it would take you 10 minutes to get to a web page type something but that's how you communicate with other fans and stuff but like once myspace kind of came up I started creating friendships like that, then Facebook and then Twitter and then Instagram concerts and, and so, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's truly great 
I know so many incredible people because of the band who who love the band as much as me and friends that I, I talk to almost every day and sometimes we don't even talk about the band we just talk about life exactly you learn about their life because you actually build a very deep friendship based on that love for a band it starts there yeah. and it spreads and before you know it You've got best friends from all over the world. Yeah. I talk to people from South Africa almost daily, people from everywhere. And um, you, I want to say, have really brought a lot to Twitter. I've never even been on Facebook. I just am not a social person on media, <laughs> but I love the Twitter. I, I enjoy this so much and I've gotten so much out of it with the friendships and everything. And you've gone a long way to bringing that yeah. to, to a place that people appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I appreciate hearing that. Like I said, it's great to just talk to so many other, other diehard fans because they get it. You know, that's the biggest thing is they get it. They understand where you're coming from as a as a fan and why you feel so deeply about a song you know because to some people they're like it's just a band who who records songs yeah but those songs impact your life they're not just a band and they're not just songs exactly you know like i i you know my friends or my colleagues or will tease me how many shows you have to go to or how many times you have to listen to this song like you just you don't what? get it but you go online everybody gets it you know you do yeah and it's, i believe i had talked with you about taking a new person before that liked bon jovi but had never seen them in concert and once my best friend was there and she heard a couple of songs she said i get it i get it it's the passion it's yeah. words he's actually the band is speaking to you Mm -hmm. so, so they get it and the people on twitter and through this website and all they get it yep. and it helps to have somebody to share that with exactly because like i said you know, before myspace came around you know you really didn't have anybody to kind of share your love of the band with you know because all you had was your family and friends and they didn't get it and <laughs> that's right yeah you know like my my dad supported me as a as a bon jovi fan and stuff and you know both my parents did and uh yeah and then you know like i had i've had so many girlfriends you know you know being a young kid and stuff my young adulthood and stuff and like all my girlfriends except for my wife they didn't get it they're like it's a band you know i actually funny story here this i think this takes me back to college maybe even my senior year i had a girlfriend who broke up with me because i would not give up a bon jovi so well that was no choice well she uh so here's the so we, so we were together for like maybe six months okay so it wasn't like a two-week fling or we were together for about six months or so and uh she wanted to um go somewhere like in ohio so i live in pa she wanted to go to like ohio for something and that night I had, it was a Bon Jovi and um, let me look, let me, so college would have been the, what about now tour? 
No, it was a circle. It was my senior year circle tour. And uh, it was Pittsburgh. And I didn't. I'm confusing, but no, it was What About Now tour. It was the What About Now tour because it was college. That's right. She was my college girlfriend. What About Now tour. I'm getting my story mixed up here. Okay. She wanted to go to Ohio, and I had Bon Jovi tickets for um, quite some time now since the pre-sale started. So that was February. I think the tickets went on sale in November. So I had them for three months. And we were together at that, you know, three months in, we get tickets, and then six months in from the show. And she's like, can you just, like, sell your tickets and come with me to Ohio? And it was nothing nothing important, but that wouldn't have changed my mind anyway. And so (laughs) so I told her I wasn't selling my tickets. She's like, well, you've seen them before. And she never really understood my love for the band. Like, she never wanted to talk about She never wanted to listen to them. She didn't like them. And then so she said, you have a choice, either me or Bon Jovi. That's not a choice. She broke up with me that night. I said, I'm, I'm seeing Bon Jovi. Yep. I'm very lucky that my husband gets it. Oh, well, that, that was the thing is when I first met my wife, she came the first time we hung out. And don't do this at home, kids. But the first time we hung out, she came over to my house. Not to do anything bad, but just for <laughs> get your minds out. Okay, of the- you're turning red, Jerry. <laughs> No, genuinely, she she came over to me because we were. I was going to drive her out to the mall, and um, but she walked into my collection room, and before so we met online, and um, you know we we talked for maybe two months online dating, and I told her I was a big Bon Jovi fan. And, you know, key word there, big Bon Jovi fan. She came into my house and saw me, and she goes, "I know you were this big." <laughs> And I was like head over heels for this girl. So I was like, don't let this be a deal breaker and everything. And she goes, you know, it's it's so cool to see you passionate about someone. Or not someone, but, but a band and stuff. And I told her, you know, I'm a pretty big fan. And this is how many shows I've been to. And this is, you know, what I have. And, you know, just me being a total fanboy. But I'll, I'll tell you what, since day one, she has been 100% supportive of me as a fan you know she she goes on runaway trips with me now she goes on concerts with me she she's even friends with a whole legion of bon jovi fans now because of because of me and it's it's great well something's that important you got to have that exactly and you know and i know your husband's very supportive of of you and bon jovi and stuff like that so it's good to have that because i don't think I or you could could be with you know obviously there are people out there that do, but me personally I don't think I could be with someone that didn't support what I loved. Dealing with it and supporting it supporting it are two different things, you know. And my wife is absolutely supportive of my you know like last night you know John did the Q and A for the experience and stuff. I, I talked her ear off about it for an hour and you know my excitement and me fanboying and stuff and she's like uh huh uh huh uh huh you know just just musing me here and uh, so that's great. But you give a lot back. You've brought her into it until she gets it too. Yeah. And and you can see that between the two of you. You know, the, the thing that she says to me, like, so she's seen the This House tour with me, and she's seen the 22 tour with me, and she's been on a few runaway trips with me. And I remember the first time that we went to a show together, after the show, she said, 
I've never seen you. I'm mean, obviously I'm happy all the time, and she makes me happy, and I'm, I'm just a happy go lucky right. kind of guy. But she's she said after the show, I have never seen you so happy and full of life. Not that I am without Bon Jovi, but I, it's just like another level of happiness. You, you know? quoted my exact words. It makes me feel alive. Yep, exactly. You know, it uh, it brings you out. You know, like there's someone captured a video of me uh, from the April tour this year, and I was singing along to "I'll Be There for You." I think it was at the Nashville show. Someone captured it, and just the look on my face. You know, you know, I I close my eyes, I sing along, throw my hands up in the air, and I just like there's certain songs that, that just overtake me. You know, you you feel it in your blood, your veins, and it overtakes you. And I remember. There's a video and I've posted it on Instagram and Twitter, you know, months ago. But just me lost in it, you know, and just singing along and that's where I'm at, you know. Well, the the that's one of the things that connect all of us, I believe, so much with Bon Jovi is um his word words and the writing and the whole band that puts into that writing and performance and the everything they do is done with so much passion. <laughs> your puppy's out. I'm sorry. That's okay. What's your puppy's name? Jammin' Bon Jovi. Jammin' Bon Jovi? Yes, and we call him Jammy. <laughs> That's clever. Well, my first little dog's name was Jammy and my daughter named him. Well, now you gotta, you gotta bring your you got to bring Jamie up so we can see this her. This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Say, I am a rock and roll dog named <laughs> after Bon Jovi. Well, let's go into our next one, which we're kind of leading into anyway, is the band helping us through tough times. And I know this is something that you really wanted to talk about, so we'll we'll talk about how band has kind of impacted our lives um, through tough times and even good times. I'll it really has. Um, it has. I talk with a lot of my friends that I've met online, and I know with you, um, you know, losing people in your family, um, it's hard to explain to somebody, but those, the music from them actually helps you get through these times. Yep. And at Runaways, I've met people that have gone through some horrific things in their life. Um, seen um, fiancés killed in accidents, and they actually went to the Runaway to get a chance to thank them for helping them get through that time. And I know that um, that was my dream was to just say thank you one day um, for uh, for that because they do bring and I think they cared especially um, the group is how you can look at them and tell they want you to feel it they care yeah and it shows I think I read something one time that John said um, if you can't do something with passion, don't do it at all. Yeah, I live by that motto too, because if, if, if you don't do it with passion, 
you're in a way you're being fraudulent, you know, because you're not authentic. You're not your, your, your true self, you know? So it's a perfect, you know, me being a, me being a Bon Jovi fan with my wife or whoever, you know, me toning it down. That's not me being me. You know, I have to be the passionate fan that I am. Well, you're you know? just doing what he said exactly. <laughs> or what he feels and so, they live by that. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to put you on the spot here. So if you want, though, I know you told me your story with how the band has impacted your life. So it's up to you if you want to share it, by all means. If not, we'll move on. I would like, if you don't mind, to just take a moment. Um, I was diagnosed with a terminal disease a few years back, and um, it was rather stunning, but that is something that I struggled with at first, but actually that music is what got me through this and even my doctor suggested we do that he said anytime you can go to a concert i know how it makes you feel so anytime you can do that do it because it's going to add time to your life yeah and so he even got it you know and, and i i have to say it susan i love how optimistic you you know because you've told me that's quite some time now and you know the way that you've learned that you've accepted jamie 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 i'm so sorry i apologize <laughs> no, you're fine you are fine you know but just the way that you're optimistic and you're you're full of life and i've met you and you know, you're full of life and you love the band and you just you don't let it bother you. You know, if, if if that was me, I don't think I could accept it. I'd have such a hard time with it. I'd, I'd kind of be the pessimist. Pes, I think so, Jerry, knowing you. I think that that would speak to you just like it does to me. You don't know unless you go through it, I guess. But, you know, I just want you to know that I admire you for that. You know, well, you're, you're still you. full of life and, and uh, you know, so... I know that a, at a runaway, someone asked the question um, to the band, if you had your choice out of acting, performing in big concerts, performing in small, intimate concerts, or writing, what would be your choice? John did not hesitate and said, writing, hands down. And he said, I write for me. And I, you were at that runaway in Miami when he made that comment. And he said, as long as I can write for myself and be happy with what I write and y'all welcome me, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Because that's why you do music. That's why I do music is what he said, I believe, at the time. You were there. So, you, yeah. and, and, you know, it makes the music authentic because it, it's hard for me. You know, there's other, and I still love other bands, you know. Of course. But it's harder for me to relate to an artist, you know. There's quite a few artists that I, that I absolutely love listening to, but they don't write their own songs. So for me, there's a part of it where, okay, this isn't, as, you know, obviously they can relate to the lyrics. You know, they, they record a song, but they didn't write it. They can relate to the lyrics, 
but they didn't write it from their heart. And so in a way, there's no authenticity to it. You know, now as whereas, you know, John or Richie or, you know, you know, I love Taylor Swift, you know, right. you know, but other artists too that I love, you know, I, I can name a million here, but they write their own songs. And I think that's how you can relate to it more because you can say, that person wrote okay for example i'll be there for you john rich obviously i know richie wrote the majority of that but let's just use that as an example i guess they wrote you, beautiful songs you, together you can connect to those songs because they went through it and you feel like you have someone to lean on in a way because they went through it you know for for example um one of my you know Obviously, the band's been there through some of my dark, you know, my dad's death, other deaths, um, breakups. But you know, for example, breakups. When I was a teenager, you know, and you're you're becoming an adult and stuff, and you're starting to date. I went through some breakups, and there was actually some breakups where, at the time, I thought I really liked this girl, right. and you know, I ended up, you know, whether it just it ended up bad, and you know, there were songs that I could. For example, these days, when I was a kid, you know, preteen, I nice. couldn't get into these days because I couldn't relate to it. I became a teenager and could really relate to it because a lot of a lot of those songs were about heartache and tough times and stuff. But you know, other songs too, and you know, just finding breakup songs that you could really relate to because it gave you someone to lean because you couldn't go talk to your friends about it because your friends would just make fun of you or didn't get it. And and so with the this band, I feel like, okay, this is someone that I could lean on, quote unquote. And it just felt authentic because I knew that they when they wrote that song, they were going through the same thing that I did. It's like John says, when when he writes a song, it's for him, but when he puts it out there, it becomes your song and it's the absolute truth. And you know? he wants you to feel what yeah. he what he's feeling and what he was feeling when he wrote it he said um or he's made the comment several times where he carries around just a little napkin or a piece of paper or anything yeah. he can pick up blaze of glory was written in 10 minutes mind that's when he writes his songs yeah like i said blaze of glory was written in 10 minutes on the spot in a bar restaurant you're right well, unbelievable but, you know, songs like Welcome to Wherever You Are really helped me when I was a kid, too, because I wasn't the most popular kid. And there were aspects where I didn't fit in and stuff. And, you know, that's OK. You know, but when Have a Nice Day came out, I was probably in sixth grade, I think. or I can't remember. But a lot of those songs on that album spoke to me, you know, Bells of Freedom, Welcome to Wherever You Are, because it made me feel like, OK, this is my place in the world. This is who I'm supposed to be. And, you know, like, you know, remember that you're perfect. God makes no mistakes and be who you want to be, be who you are. You know, those lines really related to me. And so, like, when I felt like I didn't fit in or I didn't get the girl or I just I wasn't accepted for who I am, I was like, you know what? That's okay because I am who I am. And so be it. My dad's death, when I lost my dad when I was 16, 17. I held on to seat next to you for days after he died. The day that he died, you know, for, for weeks after, 
I held on to seat next to you and, you know, even never say goodbye. And, you know, some of those sad songs and it With comes the sad me. songs. You know, somebody understands what you're feeling, just like you said a while ago, somebody yeah. else gets it. And I know as many concerts as you have been to, and I've been to quite a few myself, we both seen John go to his knees. Yeah. Um, it's just so clear in David and Tico and everybody that you can, um, they, they all feel it. Yep. Exactly. You can see it across their faces. Yeah. And you know, different songs that do, you know, obviously living our prayers, the most connecting thing between the band and the fans, you know, when I, I still, you know, I've been to 60 shows, 60 events now, and nothing tops that, you know, every time I'm in an arena and obviously all those 60 shows weren't always arena shows and some of them were clubs or runaway trips or stadiums, arenas, but they're stadium and arena shows, even the runaway trips too. You look around the room and everyone's singing along to that song and you get good. I mean, hearing an entire stadium singing. You do get chills. There's so many songs that you just feel all the way to your toes. Yeah. So it's it, 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 it's another perfect example of how music touches people because those songs become your everyday life, you know? So. Music yeah. is the key to your heart. To it me. is. You know, it's, uh, you know, like my son, for example, I, I love him and I don't expect him to like anything that I like. You know, I want him to be his own person and he, right. trust me, he sure is. And, uh, <laughs> That doesn't surprise me, Jerry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he told me a few weeks ago, he says, Dad, I'm not really into music. I, I just don't listen to music. And, like, I'm, and, you know, he's in every day again. He's in his own thing, and that's okay. But his mom loves music. I love music. And so I don't know how that trait was, was skipped. He's going to so, change that so many times yeah. before he reaches a certain age. We went through, I believe, every step in every different kind of music. And um, I know my daughter likes all kinds, but she grew up, her very first words to it she ever uttered were to bed of roses. Oh my gosh. Wow. I've got it written in her baby book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me that one day. But everyone has their passions and stuff, you know, this kind of ties back into what we were first talking about being passionate about music and having that connection with other people who understand that passion, you know, just like sports people have sports people and video game people have their own little club and, and all that stuff. So, but it's, um, it's an amazing thing to feel. And I want to thank you for your big part. You do in bringing the fans together and providing them with the information that, a lot of people can't get, don't have access to without you. Yeah. So that is appreciated very much. Well, I sincerely appreciate that, you know, and I sincerely appreciate, you know, appreciate everybody that I talk to on online. There's some days it's harder to talk than other days, you know, like the last right. couple of days have been so busy, so I'm not on as much, but you know, when I am on, I try to catch up with everybody and see you know, and you know, there's a lot of messages. I, I talk with people on messengers and, and stuff like that. And we just talk for hours on end and stuff. And so, 
it, it, it's great because it's it's I've met some of the kindest and you included some of the kindest and most incredible people because of this band. And that's great. Me too. I have some of the best friends I've ever had. Yeah, they're you know, truly, truly, truly great people. So. And they are always there for you when you're going through a hard time. I and it, it's amazing because even like some of my friends here, I can't I can't say that about them, but I tell you, people online, you know, they're so authentic and so caring and compassionate. I mean, there's there there's been stuff that fr all my online friends have done for me that no one else would, you know, but you know, it, it, it's great, you know. I, I wish I could say more, but, you know, I, it's great, you know. It's a great place to be, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Absolutely. I will be there every single time they are. Well, you know, the forums, the backstage with JBJ fan club forums were a lot of fun. And then, it, you know, this is, you know, this is taking us back from like 2008 to, I think it stopped around 14, 15. It kind of, you know, the, the right. crazy, crazy people kind of took it over, you You're know, right. the, the weird <laughs> weird posts that they would put you know crazy stuff that you'd see like happy birthday to david's seventh grade teacher i'm like what i know exactly what it, you're talking about I yep, was like quite a fear. few like, things okay. during that period of time but that was that stuff would pile up and you would rarely see anything in the actual form like i remember there was like games you remember like the a to z or guess the lyric or you know just fun little games that we would do you know, those were a lot of fun. I, I miss those. I really do. But, you know, but thankfully now we have social media to kind of connect with each other. I mean, I, I found people online on social media that I talked to on the fan club, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember sometimes, too, the forums would get pretty heated, especially when the whole – we're not going to get into it. <laughs> JBJ and Richie thing oh, back yeah. in 2013. That was that, a difficult like, time for a lot of people with varying, I, varying ideas. That was like really heated on the forums, but it kind of died off after that. But I think so. I think people have seen the cohesiveness of the band, yeah. and really the true diehard fans—they just want them to be happy. Yep, exactly. So is there, before we um, end here, is there anything that you want to say? Any, any little things you want to mention? Um, no, the um, I did want to mention, and I don't know if it was that runaway, but they seemed so appreciative. Somebody had made the comment about amen and asked John, was that his version of hallelujah? And he went like this, like he so grateful somebody picked that up yeah and that's been he's been asked that quite a few times uh since 2013 and i i think i think in a way it, it was i think it was definitely inspired and i think he has said that it was inspired leonard by leonard cohen and stuff it and that, was and he's it, very um that i believe that's his strongest yeah. you know he makes that pretty clear yeah and but i really just wanted to thank you for all you do and for being a diehard fan to give the rest of us diehard fans what we need yeah i, I sincerely appreciate that and i know on twitter and 
you know, even when we message each other and stuff privately, you you are truly one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And, you know, Thank you. I, said, I sincerely wish you the best. And I hope you get through what you're going through and hopefully have a positive outcome, you know. But I appreciate just, that. And I'm going to because yeah. I'm going to stick around long enough to see long. you as many times as I can. Good. Well, Susie, stay on. I'm just going to end the recording here, but thank you again so much for coming on, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it, Jerry.